Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hello, Rye. Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today we're going to talk about shelters. Um, basically, when you're out in the wild and you need some place to live, or maybe you're going to start a new life in the woods with the uh, wolves, you know, whatever. Um, Kevin, any thoughts? Yeah, I think um, you know it's important we uh, uh, slip in here someplace about uh, getting a forest bride. Ooh, um, I like that. If there are wolves around, you know. All right. Um, the, uh, one of the things I was thinking about, you kind of threw me with that one. One of the things I was thinking we could do is, uh, when you, when you need a shelter in the woods, I, there's only a couple scenarios where this plays out in my mind. Um, either you decide you're going to take off to the woods and go hide or whatever, or mm-hmm. want to go get away from the IRS or start a new world, or I don't know what you want to do. You want to breed with wolves, mm-hmm. whatever, werewolves. you know, werewolves, <laughs> whatever you want to do. So, all right. So you're making a choice. You can take certain supplies and tools with you. That's one option. Mm-hmm. Another scenario is, You're in a car crash in the middle of nowhere. You're in a plane crash. Your ship sinks and you're stuck out, you know, in the ocean. You wash up on an island. Mm -hmm. But most of these scenarios, you have some type of supplies with you. Now, you either have a damaged vehicle, plane, car, you know, boat, whatever, boat parts. You know, you always see like Swiss Family Robinson or something. They got all these parts washing up from the shipwreck or whatever. I don't know. It happened in, uh, what was the Tom Hanks castaway? Or was it? Yep. All right. Now, the one I left out is getting lost in the woods. Mm -hmm. Um, You go out for the day hike. 
I don't know any other scenario, but whatever. You go out for the hike and you can't make it back. Or maybe you're out camping, but if you're out camping, you have more supplies, you know, and you're, you know, overnight camping, trekking right. through the woods, you have more supplies. The only scenario where you absolutely have nothing really seems to be when you're just getting lost in the woods, which sounds kind of ridiculous to me if you're a prepper. Um, my advice is don't get lost in the woods. Because what the hell? What, you know, that doesn't add up. That's your own fault. That's Darwinism so, at work. You know, that's, yeah, that's Darwin, you know? So, all right. So, basically, my point is the materials and the tools that you have with you are going to dictate what type of shelter is the right answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think there's two types of shelters. Basically, you can have where... You're setting up a camp and you're planning on being somewhere for a while. Or maybe you're on the move and you're traveling. So, you know, that's really what I wanted to talk about. And like I said, it does depend. You know, I'd like to think that as a prepper, pretty much even if you're going on a day hike in the woods, you should at a minimum have like a survival blanket. You know, Mm -hmm. those little tarps that you fold up and put in your pocket. Mm Mm-hmm. I'd like to think you guys are finally by now keeping one in your glove box. Yeah. You um, know, it's a lightweight that's good in a backpack for a day hike is, is a eight by 10 tarp and a little bit of parachute cord. It, it goes um, so far as far as making a right. good shelter, but and we're gonna, talking about less than a half a pound. Yeah. You and know. you know, we're going to cover both and you know, we're going to get you through either scenario, but you know, I'd like to see, you know, you're a prepper. Come on, work mm-hmm. with me, you know? But, uh, all right. So, again, the type of materials, your location, where you are. Are you in the tropics? Are you, you know, on an island? Are you uh, in the northeast? Is it winter? You know, these things. Are you in the desert? These are going to affect what type of shelter you build. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the smaller the shelter you build, the warmer it's going to be inside. So if that's important to you, you know, you're worried about it getting cold at night, then think about it. Think about these things, you know, whatever. So basically when you set out and you want to do a shelter, you want to think about wind, water, wood, and widow makers. Okay. So wind, what I'm talking about is you don't want to be right on a hilltop where it's beating on you all the time. Um, Water, do you have access to water? But I want to be close enough that I can get to water and get fresh water and not be carrying buckets or going for a drink for, you know, hiking for 20 miles. But also you need to look at, hey, I'm in the mountains. I'm out hiking, looking at nature. Are there going to be flash floods? You need to look at, you know, what what is the high level marks of the water? You know, you'll see marks on the trees and and what things are getting at. Because this actually happens in the mountains where you get stuck and, you know, an hour of rain or just things melting mm-hmm. and all of a sudden water shoots up. You don't want to be right on the edge. Yeah, you don't want to wake up in six inches of water. Or, or more. So, yeah, so just be aware. Pay attention to what's around you, whatever, with the water. Um, wood, what's your access to firewood? If you're staying there for a while... If you're setting up camp, are you going to have, you know, a comfortable supply? Widowmakers would be the last one. 
Look around for dead trees. Are there things that are above you? If the wind blows, are things going to turn ugly? You know, it really does happen where the branches drop and hit people in the woods, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure we've all seen branches fall, you know, just out of nowhere when the wind blows, right? Right, right. and you might want to take extra precautions on full moons uh, for werewolves. Werewolves, right. Right. Back to that. (laughs) Um, All right, so let's talk about first uh, short-term shelters. So we're on the move, we're camping, I'm going to stay somewhere for tonight, but then I want to keep looking for water or, you know, I want to keep heading towards, you know, where I think home is or, you know, whatever. So I'm looking for a temporary shelter to just get me through the night, keep the elements off me, something to keep me warm and just, you know, safe from everything outside, predators, whatever. So basically most of the time, um... I, I see people do, uh, you know, simple lean-tos, um, mm-hmm. you know, where you throw some sticks together. One of the, the ideas that seem to work is you want to look for, like, a natural wall. And what I mean by that, you know, is there's some kind of big rock you can be up against? Is there a hillside you can be up against? Um, even a large fallen tree, mm-hmm. a regular tree trunk you can use as kind of a big stable section. Um, also, sometimes... Uh, Fallen trees, when they actually uproot, you know, the roots can leave a large, you know, protective area that might be a great place. Um, So lean-to would be good. Um, You want to uh, think about a little bit of ventilation in it. You want to keep some kind of opening. Um, Conifers, you uh, you know, evergreens basically are great for laying on top, keeping the weather out. They really do a decent job with the rain. Um, if you do lay branches, make a lean-to, you still want to caulk it with leaves, moss, something to keep, you know, everything out. Mm-hmm. Um, you also want to think about, you know, obviously it's ideal if you have a plastic tarp, the poncho, the things we talked about. You mm-hmm. want to use that for your top shelter. Um, even the simple triangle tent, you know, set up with a tarp will be great. You want to insulate the ground. So, you know, make an effort to maybe some leaves, something like that. Get you off the ground because it does keep you cold when you're laying on that cold earth, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely, um, you know, staying up off the ground is definite benefit if you're worried about being cold. Yeah. Um, um, I know uh, when I've, I've been out in yeah. the woods with, uh, you know spending a night with nothing but a, a sleeping bag and a rope and, and tarp. You know, if it's dry out, I'd just lay the tarp out underneath the sleeping bag. Okay. You know, kind of back myself up against a the A little log. more insulation and, and yeah. yeah. It's good to be separated, uh, you know, even when it's not raining, uh, a lot of the times you're going to end up with dew yes. you know, pretty pretty quick. You wake up with that yeah. and it's kind of, yeah. yeah, it's not pleasant. Being Can't... being wet and cold is, is uh, no. not the way you want to spend a night. Um, fires are nice to keep predators away. Mm-hmm. Um, something like to think about when you're, uh, you know, when you're setting up a camp. I was actually watching, uh, and I, I never do. The show just annoys me because they're supposed to be experts, and and I just, I don't know, it frustrates me that naked and afraid. Um, that show has too much butt crack for me. Uh, it's disturbing. So I really, I, I don't think I've watched a fair enough amount to say because usually I get about three, four minutes in. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. And I shut it off. It's usually just people sitting around complaining. And I'm like, ah. So I start watching it the other day. 
And this guy really seems pretty sharp. And he's, you know, catching fish. He ended up, uh, he's like, oh, I can make a simple uh, fish trap. He took some branches and made the little triangle, you know, where they swim in and can't swim out. You see it all the time. That's basic uh, mm. stuff. He would then take a big branch, set it in the water. The minnows and stuff were coming and nibbling on the leaves. And then he would pick up the branch and throw it on the shore and then walk over and pick up all the minnows because they were caught in it. And I'm like, that's pretty smart. So I was like, oh, this guy's kind of cool. I'm watching. He's got some ideas. He started a fire like nothing, which it's not always the case. I don't know how you go on one of these shows and you don't learn how to start a fire right. from nature beforehand. That to me seems like a essential skill, mm-hmm. but okay. So anyway, so he builds a nice fire. They're right next to the creek bed. This girl's sleeping and they got a little pot and they're boiling some water to, you know, have clean water to drink later. She falls asleep and the pot is sitting right on the wood logs. You might imagine what happens, but uh, the logs burn down. The pot tips over and it burns her ass. (laughs) And, you know, you feel bad because they've obviously invested a lot of time and effort and She was going to make it because this guy was taking care of everything. All she had to do was stay awake. Ended up screwing up the whole thing. But what what I'm getting at is think about things like that. What's around you? You know, is the creek going to rise? Am I too close to the fire? Is there going to be a problem? You know, what else can catch on fire? You know, what hazards? That's like the widow makers that I mentioned. You know, Mm -hmm. look around. And yeah. realize what threats might come out at the night. Even a simple injury can cause a big problem down the road. And, and you, that was it with this. You know, with to, infection uh, and not right. cleaning it, this girl tried to stay. They tried to help her out. They really did let her work with... They went and got new bandages, cleaned her up, and were like, all right, we'll send you back. Mm-hmm. And it just it still got infected. Because, yeah, when you're out there yeah. and in the dirt, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um Last thought I had for uh, quick shelter would be uh, if you have a, a little valley, uh, you know, hole in the ground, sometimes it's cool to actually just build up with rocks around it and mm-hmm. you can just kind of make a real shallow little right, a, a protected crevice. area. Mm-hmm. You can use the natural walls of the earth mm-hmm. and that might help you out a little bit and might even keep you a little bit warmer and keeps the wind off you. You know what so, I, I uh, yeah. learned the other day is uh, there's a difference between crevice and crevasse. Oh, I did not know. This. See, we're all getting yeah. smarter listening to the podcast. <laughs> a, a crevice is a is a crack between rocks or earth, and a crevasse is between ice. Oh, see, we're all learning. Mm-hmm. Now, next, I wanted to talk about long term shelters. And and this is where it really does become important, you know, the near water, how close am I going to be for my camp, Um, where am I going to get my firewood, you know, like we were saying. Um, And is it going to be dry? You know, I mean, that's the, the, uh, you know, one of the important steps. And the same thing, I I guess I forgot to mention in the short-term shelters, but you want to want you know, maybe dig the trench like you did in Boy Scouts around mm-hmm. your, you know, shelter. Yeah. Even if it just takes and, means taking a, a log and, and scraping out a, a You know, trench a little around. trench and, and getting that water away from you just in case. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit nicer to not wake up completely soaked. Absolutely. But, you know, that's your call. Um, so, basically, all right, now we're at a long-term shelter here. 
Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is if you're too close to the water, sometimes that'll distract you from the noises. Um, running water, you might not hear what's coming. Um, you know, it's nice to hear the predators off in the distance or maybe you're hiding from somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it is, you want to be alert and aware. And if you have a raging river next to you, it's going to be hard. Yeah. Um, just something to think about before you set up the camp. Now, when you set up the camp, there's a bunch of choices. Um, again, think about how big you make the cabin um, or, you know, whatever shelter you're going to be, be in. Is, you know, is it super cold? Are you in the winter months? Is, is winter coming? Is it, you know, something where you're really going to have to think about that? I, I was reading, they said, uh, you don't want to go bigger than maybe eight foot by 10 at a maximum. Mm-hmm. And even with that, you really want to be able to have a fire inside. So you're going to need to be able to work out some kind of chimney or exhaust for the air if you're going to go that big, or maybe you should rethink your plans. Right. Um, again, 8 by 8 8 by 10 but then build the second one. Build a third one. Build five. You know, you have 20 people, whatever it is. I'm not saying you're limited to that. I'm saying think about the space and make sure you're going to be able to really utilize it and also start with realistic goals. Start with what you can get. So now we have somewhere great to sleep tonight. Right. You know, we don't need to... Uh, yeah, you don't need to build a forest mansion, an Ewok village up in the trees. Oh, I like the Ewok village. Yeah, um, you know, if you're looking for a week, don't spend the whole week building it. Right. And that's, you know, that's that's pretty much something to think about. Now... It also varies. Is there just one of you? Is there many of you? You know, how who are you trying to protect with this shelter? Um, do you have tools? These things. I know I had mentioned it earlier, but so all right. Say we want to build a little cabin type structure. Stick walls. If I don't have an axe or a saw, making walls out of sticks. But what you'd want to do is uh, do a double wall. So what I mean by that is. You would take, um, you know, two sticks on either side, stack up your, you know, logs, basically small sticks in, in between, but then a second one and then fill it in between with dried leaves, something like that. Mm-hmm. Then something you're going to have flammable. the insulation, something flammable. <laughs> you want to fight? Because, you know, it's, uh, so anyway, um, moss, dirt, uh, anything like that. Yeah. Now... Yeah. As far as shingles, um, you know, some kind of roof that's going to be waterproof. Again, conifers are good. They're not going to last long term. That's kind of iffy. Uh, Birch bark is awesome if you have it. Um, In the north we do, but hit or miss. You know, any any kind of bark is is pretty good. Bark is good. Um, Believe it or not, sod. Yeah. If you take four inches of grass weeds, anything, four inch thick is pretty much the... uh, gonna you know hold on level you can do pretty good believe it or not if you have uh fields like tall grass you can weave it together and in the like blankets again you're putting a little time in Mm -hmm. but it actually makes a nice thick uh waterproof lining that you can lay on the roof okay now next i wanted to talk about like snow shelters so Uh you had some ideas on that yeah, I mean, living in the Northeast, I think everybody's built snow forts and, and 
things like that in this sort of area. But if you're talking about survivalism, you're talking about staying alive overnight in the cold weather. Yes. Uh, you know, you definitely want to have a heat source. Uh, so if you're going to build a, uh, something into a, a snow drift, yes. you know, that's that's uh, ideal if you can find something that you can dig out a, a, a hole inside of. You know, that's a that's a ideal situation. You want to be careful when you're digging it, too, that you don't start sweating. Because, uh, you know, once you stop and you're, and you're wet, you know, that's a, you know, recipe for disaster. That's uh, how you end up, you know, freezing to death. So keep the sweat at a, at a minimum. All right, so not too much work at once. Yeah, take it. That's take always breaks. my philosophy is not too much work at once. So that that's uh, going to pay off for me. But now if you're using uh, heat, yeah, you don't need a bonfire. You don't need, even if you're enclosed, even something as small as a candle okay. is going to keep you warm in a small situation. Yeah, I think you I was just want. reading a uh, candle is 2,000 BTUs of heat. Yeah. And they were giving the uh, different comparisons so you could see the perspective on your air conditioner. Okay. They're like, well, a candle is this, mm-hmm. and so on. Anyway. So you want to keep it small, though. All right. You want to keep it small, you, the shelter and the fire. Um, so you're going to start with digging out a snow drift with a small opening. All right. Something that you can close up. Right. Uh, you're going to want to smooth out the sides, right? All right. You're going to want to have separate levels. You want to do, do like a French drain around the outside. Okay. You know, for the for the That's water. on the inside, on right? The, so yeah. it's the walls around the, around the outside right. of the right. inside. Yeah, outside of the living area. <laughs> right. Right, inside the, right. the whole fort. Okay. And, uh, you know, you want to do, if, if at all possible, which may not be possible with the size, you want to do separate levels. You want to have a lower level where the cold, cold can go. All right. You know, um... I know you've talked about having the uh, the fire at a higher level than, than where you're sitting. I did read that in the SAS manual. That's okay. where I came up with right. that. All right. I uh, you uh, know, here, read about igloos and Inuits, uh, Eskimos that, that would put the fire at a lower level than All right. where you're sitting. So that the heat rises and you're, you're in the warmer It does area. rise. Um, so, I mean. I guess if you're making a, a small fire. Mm-hmm. You'd be right, mm-hmm. and since I'm like to live large, I want a big fire in my igloo. <laughs> I'm sure that'll work out well for yeah. me. You definitely want now, a space for the heat and the smoke to escape. I actually have experience sleeping in a snow shelter. Okay, in minus four temperatures. Mm-hmm. I did have a good sleeping bag, and let me say, it was pretty much like if I just slept in a sleeping bag in a snowbank. And that's my experience. Uh-huh. But uh, back in the Boy Scouts, doing the survival uh, badge, I was like, oh, you know, winter sounds like the right time because I sure as hell could build a winter survival shelter. And that would be way better than in the summer where I got to do work and get wood. Mm. I was way off. So I don't know what it was. They weren't down for us building fires in our shelters or we weren't at that level. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were. Maybe I was just too dumb to think of it. I don't know. Well, honestly, I don't think that I'm at that level right now. I didn't want to die. A snow, a snow fort. I didn't want to die. And carbon monoxide. I don't know. So basically, what I did, I built your typical kid snow fort, shoved my sleeping bag in there, and froze my ass off nonstop all night long just chattering my teeth and whatever i don't think i slept for one second you think when you're cold you'll just be out but when you're freezing 
I don't know. I had a time. Well, I, I if you're sleep. shivering and then you stop shivering, that's probably a bad... That's when it ends? A bad scenario. I mean, probably right. a good way to go. All right. So, basically, you, you dig the trench around the outside, or inside, mm-hmm. the outside of your living area. You have your fire on the middle. I have my fire on the upper level. Now, we need some kind of ventilation like we were just talking about. So, we're going to put a hole in the top over the fire. Sounds right, because we're going to get heat either way. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to uh, have maybe some kind of air intake, maybe at a lower level, something small, maybe the size of a coffee can kind of hole. Um, uh, maybe part of the doorway, you know, we're going to leave open. But again, it's got to be pretty low, I think, mm-hmm. or I think it'll, you know, interfere with your draft stuff. Um, and we're toughing it out in the igloo. I like I like what I'm hearing. <laughs> I hope you brought two socks. Two socks, and uh, I think I'm going to be eating some fish. I'm going full-on <laughs> Eskimo, right? Um, what else? That, that's what you got for snow shelters? Whale blubber, man. Whale blubber. All uh, right. So you want, I mean, it, you you do want to uh, tear it, though, on the inside, it, okay. if it's if it's big enough to do that. You know, you want to have, the cold's going to go down, the heat's going to go up. You want a space for the cold to go. Um you want a space that you can close up with the doorway. If you're digging it out uh, by hand, is the worst way you can do. But you know, when you're in the deep snow, you have a, a limited limited access. You know, a piece right. of bark is good to scrape out snow. Um, uh, when I've done it in the past, uh, just you know, in my backyard for for fun, I would just build up banks around the outside of the fire pit and just right. sleep in the open. You know, have a fire pit. Have about four feet around the outsides of it, and just uh, just go with it. An open roof, and you ride the heat. Open roof, and just that just sounds very wet. It's what it's. Well, the the heat's gonna go up. You're gonna just try and stay close enough that you uh, that you get some heat and far enough away that you you don't get burnt when uh, you know some logs tip over and roll over on you. And burn your ass. Burn your ass. But you no water. Burn your ass. No uh, no big cups of water yeah. in there. All right. Um, another thing I looked at was uh, caves. Okay. Caves are a risky business is the answer. They're, mm. they're a nice idea if you find the perfect cave. A lot of people, you know, different uh, cultures, groups of people over the years have lived in caves and done well. Okay, good. Um, you want to make sure there's ventilation. Access, some sort of uh, some sort of air, airflow. Airflow in there. Um, when you go in, you want to make sure there's no bears, bats. Cats, cats mm-hmm. like to live in caves. One of the things to look for is like the urine smell. Uh-huh. Make sure that you know when you walk in, it's not like ooh, yeah. Because if you get that, you might want to just skip out another. And I know you know when I looked at uh, underground houses, one of the things was bears always wanting to show up and hey, hang out. This looks like a cool place, and that's not something you want to be constantly fighting with. But hey. To each his own. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we were, we're talking about forest rides. We did. Mm-hmm. So maybe if that's your thing, bears, whatever. I got to um, tell you, you'd have to be one hell of a man, though. You would be a hell of a man. Now, I know I mentioned sod as a uh, way to shingle your house. You can also build an entire structure out of sod. Some mm-hmm. people do it, but understand... It's a lot of sod. It's a lot of work. To do it's that. a lot of work, and you're going to put some effort in there. So if you got a big group and a big field, and you're all down, 
go for it. Uh, makes for a cool house. Actually, uh, does hold the heat, you know, pretty good and and do things uh, like that. But you know, again, it, it's work, and I'm not sure that's the right answer. But you know, mm-hmm. I guess if you're in the prairie and there's no woods and no uh, sand, maybe that's the answer. So I wanted to cover a little more on like log cabins. Um, typically, you want to do like eight inch logs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Really, I mean, I'm staring at books with that kind of stuff all the time. It, it seems pretty obvious and straightforward to kind me. Of a, if you've played with Lincoln Logs, you get the idea of what you want. You get the idea. I mean, you remember Lincoln Logs at the doorways. You do the mm-hmm. little sideways pieces. Right. You Notching know, you can figure some out. Is, is Obviously, critical. if you have nails. You want to hatch it if you're going to try something like that. Yeah. you got to have a hatchet as saw. But again... If you're smart enough to bring an axe into the woods, you're smart enough to figure out a basic cabin. Right. And I'm not going to get into it. Deal with it. All right? Um, Sorry, I try and be nice, but it's one of those days. Um, So natural cement. Now, this is your different climates. Different, again, depends what you have. Maybe in the island setting. I like when you have like bamboo, things like that. That's pretty cool. Uh, Makes it easy to build a a structure. Um, Natural cement, you're going to need some kind of clay-based soil, which is not too hard to come by. No. Um, And then you're going to mix it with grass. So what you want to do is you want to cut grass like 6 to 12 inches long, Mm -hmm. and you need water and you need buckets. What you're going to do is you're going to mix it all together. You're going to put in the uh, grass first, and then you're going to mix up the clay. Well... Take a bucket, put in the grass, mix up clay and and water till Mm. you have like a uh, mud consistency. Um, A little bit thicker is is more the way you want to go, but you want it to be like squishy in your hands when you feel it. Mm -hmm. Um, You're going to pour the mud on the grass, mix it up, and then use it right away, you know, like that. And then that will actually harden pretty quickly. A um, couple hours, I haven't done it. That one, you know, it's mm-hmm. stuff I read, but uh, something to check out. Um, other things you want to think about, you know, you're, you're going to have to go to the bathroom. You're setting up camp. You're going to need a latrine. Put it away from your water supply. Dig a cat um, hole. They say dig deep um, at least three feet, but you want it to be above the water table. So, you know, just think about these things. Um, Maybe uh, poop can stack up quick. Poop piles high, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's pretty much what I got on shelters, you know. And and like I said, we talked a lot about different types of shelters, but each one depends on the area you're in, Mm -hmm. what you have. I know I like uh, if I have a lot of tarp and stuff like that, in the Boy Scouts, they used to have these setups where it would be like, like imagine like four pallets together, and then they'd have like the big army tent kind of thing over it, and then you'd throw your two cots in there, and that worked out great. But again, what do you have? What tools? What resources? Mm-hmm. You know, but I think we covered enough that you get the idea. You're not going to go without a roof over your head. But you really need to block the wind. You need to keep the elements off you. You got to keep your body temperature up, and you got to keep yourself safe from predators. Yeah, I know. I've I've done quite a few uh, different styles of of shelters with 
rope and, and tarps. Uh, pretty easy to do. Pretty basic thing to have in your in your uh, skill set and in your in your bug out bag, in your backpack, wherever you're going. Um, you know, I do a tie a rope between two trees and then the tarp in a in a lean to kind of fashion right. facing facing the fire. Um, yeah. You still have open sides and you're still sleeping on the ground, but you're keeping the rain off and you're keeping some of the heat in. You know, being dry is huge. Right. Um, waking up to dry clothes and those things go a long way with your morale. You know, mm-hmm. we talk about fire as a big morale booster. Yeah. Not being wet is a big morale booster. Mm-hmm. Keeping your feet dry. That's a big deal. <clears throat> feet dry. And I've made the mistake Pack before. the extra socks. Yeah. Wear I've shoes made the mistake before where I tried to dry matter. my boots out on the fire and ended up burning them. Sometimes it's better to have uh, wet boots than burnt boots. Okay. Crunchy just, just boots little that experience. keep scratching the side experience. of your leg. That's yeah. not what you're looking for. No. A little bit of experience. Uh, hang your socks up to dry. That's definitely a, a plus. Dry socks is, and wet boots are better than uh, wet boots and wet socks. Um, I have had a few experiences where I haven't been able to get a, a fire going because it's been a nonstop rainstorm and I've been out in the in the woods. Uh, if you you're were out underwater, there, right? If that's... You, What's that? You were underwater, and that's what the problem was. <laughs> if if you're if you're outside in a cold area, and it's raining, and yes. you don't have a tent with you, yes, you fucked up. Yeah, that's a mistake. And I was with somebody that fucked up, and they're trying to sleep in a hammock with one of those um, uh, survival blankets. I was shocked when I woke up in the morning, and he wasn't dead. Shocked. He said he didn't sleep all night. Yeah. No, that's how I was in my uh, snow fort. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, it's tough. And going without sleep is is another uh, yeah. big It's not going to help. Because that's when you make mistakes. That's when you accidentally chop a finger off when you're trying to cut firewood. I think that's right. Uh, great thing for, for that, though, is uh, when you're out in the in the wet birch bark. Birch yeah. bark grain burns great. Even when it is wet, it's got some sort of uh, oil in it that, uh, that keeps right. it going. I thought you were going to do something with the birch bark when you cut your finger off. No. But no, that didn't. You <laughs> don't you have a trick for that? No, no quick uh, clod. Quick clod, huh? Um, or tie a string around it and hope for the best? Yeah, yeah. I uh, had one. How about this? Listen to this as far as uh, big injuries. And maybe I'm off task, but, you know, hey, whatever. Mm-hmm. Had a, cus- a friend of mine, customer or something. He uh, works with wood tools. Okay. Working with a chisel out in his shed, whatever. Stabs his uh, artery right in his wrist, calls the ambulance, and is like, there's no way I'm not going to make it if an ambulance, you know, whatever. So he's holding it, gets in his car, goes to the ambulance, or goes to the hospital. They're like, thank God you didn't wait for an ambulance, you'd be dead. Mm -hmm. They sew it all up, they close off the artery. So he's like, what do we have to do? We have to do some kind of reconstructive surgery and you put it back? And they're like, no, it'll just find another path to go. Really? Blew my freaking mind. He was like, I didn't know what. They said that your other veins and stuff, the blood will just reroute and go to a different way. Really? And they just tie off the one. Hmm. And I was so fascinated by this. I thought <laughs> you guys all needed to know it, you know? No, it's cool. It's an internal in- bleeding. They're That's like, where my blood's supposed to well, be. Well, they tied it up. Right. They tied the artery and closed mm-hmm. it. But he was like, yeah, but is it blood not going to get to my hand now? And they're like, no, don't worry about it. Really? We just leave that. 
It's just an artery. You don't need that. Whatever. And he's like, it's one of the main he's showing me, you know? He's like, oh, look. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. Yeah. So, I don't know. So maybe you guys want to check us out at Patreon. Yeah. Support yeah. Uh, the home team. Uh-huh. We've, um, um, we've got plenty of ways to contact us if you want to get a hold of us. All right. What do you uh, got? Um, we've got uh, the, our email at right. uh, preppingbadass at gmail.com. Prepping Badass. You can check us out on Facebook. We'll put a link in the show uh -huh. notes. Uh, if you're having a hard time accessing us, uh, a few of our shows are up on YouTube. All right. Uh, we're on iTunes. We have our own uh, YouTube channel. Do we? Prepping Badass. Yes. And, uh, yep, we're up on the iTunes, obviously. Hopefully that's where you found us. And uh, maybe you want to leave a review on the yeah. iTunes. I like the positive feedback. Yeah, reviews uh, reviews are, are great. You know, it, They also it, help other people find us, and right. that just makes and the negative reviews bigger. make the uh, the show better. If you're, yeah? you know, if your constructive criticism is appreciated. Oh. Now, I'm not saying just go be negative, but uh, it, here's what you do. Give us five stars and then say any bad thing you want and I'll call it good. We'll call it a wash. <laughs> um, that said, I think he said everything. That's uh, everything the forum, uh, badassarmy.com. We're on mm. Twitter at, uh, at Prepping Badass. And otherwise, uh, have a good day. Well, oh, let us wait. know if you guys, uh, guys want to see some sort of uh, a video feed. Uh, if that's something you're interested in, it's not something I'm interested in because I'm very unattractive. He is unattractive, folks. I that's... do have an exceptional beard, though. He does uh, have an exceptional beard. I didn't. Guy. I didn't tell you this. My birthday was recently, and okay. uh, I got I got a uh, some sort of a uh, beard oil. I have beard oil. <laughs> well, I don't know anything. Does about it smell it, like dirt? Because mine smells like dirt. It smells like so, some sort of uh, like sage and wood smoke and ah and, uh, nice. It's it's uh, rustic. Yeah, rustic. And uh, my my beard is luxurious. Luxurious. Yeah. All right. I know it did help with the uh, dry brittleness thing going mm -hmm. on with uh, whatever yeah, I got. Yeah, going. I was I was scratching girls up and now. All right, now you're smooth and now soft smooth like and a, silky. a baby's ass, huh? <laughs> silky smooth. All right, with that said, stay safe, and uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Mm -hmm.